Blog Talk Radio.
and, and, and we're sure that the word will not go out and come out void, but it accomplish what you're sending out, God's word go out to do, find you right where you're sitting. We want to talk this afternoon, praise God, on the goodness of God, the goodness of God. God is good. He's so good. He, he has goodness that he gives to the people. I didn't say the good of God. I said the goodness of God. God God, God is good to everybody, but God has a goodness that goes beyond being good. You know, the scripture said it, God reigned on the just as well as the unjust. He reigned on the sinner as well as the saints, so God is gracious. And he does that. When it rains, it just don't rain on us because we're saved or, or rain on the sinner because they're sinners. But, but if the sinner there when it rains and the saint there when it rains, it rains on both of them. That's how gracious God is. But there's a goodness of God that goes beyond good. And I want to talk about that tonight because, see, a lot of Christians, they, they hadn't experienced the goodness of God. They just experienced just getting by, you know, uh, 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 taking from Peter, paying Paul, just living from pay, 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 paycheck to paycheck. And sometimes we have to live from paycheck to paycheck, but God wants to get beyond living from paycheck to paycheck. He wants to get to in the abundance. God wants us to get into the overflow, and all this comes from the goodness of God. The Bible said that God blessed Joseph, and he prospered in all seasons. In other words, uh, uh, Joseph planted in a season that was uh, that was off, and he, and he, and he brought forth a hundredfold abundance. In other words, don't too many farmers plant in the wintertime because you don't get a good crop in the wintertime if you do uh, spring, summer, and fall. But Joseph uh, planted seeds in the fall and the winter and brought forth a hundredfold crop. Why? Because God's goodness was with him. God want to bless us. God want to, I also say God want to blow our mind. God want to take into a wealthy place. He want to bless us with such blessing that make one rich and add it no sorrow. But we won't let God because we won't do right. Amen. This, this comes from doing right. Did he not tell uh, uh, in the book of Genesis, did he not tell, tell Cain? He said, if you do right, I'll bless you too. Cain was mad at God because he blessed Abel. See, see uh, uh, Abel brought the, what God told him to bring. But Cain brought what he wanted to bring. So we can't bring God some what we want to bring God. We got to bring God what God said bring. Let me use for an example. Say for example, you're paying your tithe, and God said bring ten percent. You made five hundred dollars this week. Now you know if you made five hundred dollars this week, you know just how much that is. That is fifty dollars. That ain't no five dollars. That ain't no seventeen dollars and thirty five cents. That ain't no thirty four dollars and sixty cents. That is, uh, uh, you owe God. You owe God fifty dollars because you made. Because you made five hundred dollars, if you make a thousand dollars, then you know that you owe God a hundred dollars. So you know we act like we don't know what ten percent is. We don't want God to shortchange us, but we want to shortchange God. We want to short. We want to shortchange God and give Him what we want Him to have, but we don't give God a ten percent. Now you know if God has been good to you, and you made uh, five thousand dollars, then what you owe God? You owe God five hundred dollars, not three hundred fifty dollars. Not two hundred dollars, not not one hundred seventy-five dollars, and see, then you want God's goodness, but you won't give God your, your goodness. You see, you see, your paying your tithes is, is God. You you, you God, God is trusting you to do it. He's not going to take it from now. Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam, don't don't trust you. He's going to get his money. He ain't waiting for you to pay tax. He's not waiting for you to pay Social Security and disability. He's going to take your money out your check without your permission. Because the Sam don't trust you. He's going to give you the permission to send it in because he know he ain't going to never sit. You're not going to sit it, just like we do God. 
And so we got to realize that in order to walk in the goodness of God, we got to do good. You can't walk in you can't walk bad and walk in God's goodness. Goodness that's like uh that's like saying putting an S on the end of something. Uh, uh I say for example I say pound, uh P O U N D. That's just a pounds. But if I, if I put an S on it, it, it was pounds. That means you don't know how many pounds it is. It could be 100 pounds, 50 pounds, 75 pounds. So that S makes a difference. God want to put an S on your blessing. He wants to increase your overflow. He wants you to, 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 to get to a place where you ain't lacking nothing. God want, He said he wants you to eat the good of the land. He said Richard was in his right hand. Blessings and honor was in his left hand. And then another scripture said he wants you to live with pleasure forevermore. God wants you to enjoy the pleasure this why in this world we live in. God doesn't mean for you to live in this world and act like you so deep at a Christian and you can enjoy the pleasures of the world. You can enjoy the pleasures in this world without sinning. You can go to the beach and enjoy the beach. That beach ain't down there just for uh, unsaved people. That beach down there for saved people too. And you can go to that beach and go down there and swim in the water. But just be modest. Understand, you represent God, so don't go down and try to get all naked because you represent God. You, it ain't the people you're trying to please. It's God you're trying to please. So because of your reputation for God, because you don't want to disrespect him, because you represent him, then you want to modestly, you know, carry yourself down there and 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 and, uh, and go out there and swim. And if you're going to put a baby suit, suit, suit on, then be modest enough to put on the top that will cover yourself so that you won't look, be naked out there in front of all those men and got them lusting all out of you. And here you represent God. God don't want the men to lusting out. You belong to God. And God wants you to uh, honor him even in your body, even in all that we do. And we don't do that. Then we want God's goodness. So I want to talk about his goodness to you. If you want God's goodness, he said he withhold no good thing. Listen, the scripture said he withhold no good thing from them who walk, walk upright before him. God want to give you his goodness. But you got to walk upright. You know what's right is. I, I didn't even get the quote and strip to tell you what's wrong. You know what's wrong. You've been taught ever since you were from kindergarten, all from school, that what's right and what's wrong. We know we know the golden rule. We know the Ten Commandments. We know the golden rule. And we got to keep those golden rules if we want God to bless us. We can't live slanderous. We can't live ungodly. We can't live worldly. We can't live carnal. I didn't walk in the goodness of God. God want to take you in a place of his blessings. Oh, my, that will blow your mind. He was, look, look, they got a song out now said the goodness of the Lord is running out to me. God want to run out to you with his blessings. He want to run. The Bible said run you down and knock you over. What would it look like if the goodness of the Lord were running out to you? My God, wouldn't you be blessed? Everywhere you go, you look around there, God's goodness running out of you. You go in the grocery store, God's goodness is running out of you. Ain't that something? Everywhere you go, God's goodness. I was cleaning out my shirt the other day. I was just getting, you know, the paper out of it because when my wife washed my shirt, sometimes I leave uh, uh, receipts in there where I went to the grocery store, and the paper crumbles all up, and, you know, it gets all into your clothes. Then you got to wash them all over again. So I was just cleaning out my shirt, you know, so that, so that uh, you know, that paper would be in there for her to wash. And there go a $100 bill. I said, look at God's goodness. Hey, God, you, uh, look, look on the ground, and there go a $100 bill. You know, look, look on the shelf in the grocery, but there go a $100 bill. God want to bless you. He want to show you his goodness. He's a good God. You belong to him. The earth is the Lord and the food is thereof. And who? The righteous shall inherit the earth. So ask yourself, are you righteous? Now, we understand, y'all, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood, that makes us right. 
but that don't but that don't make us do right. Please hear what I just said. All that do it make you right. That don't make you do right. You got to do right yourself. You got to read that Bible and whatever that Bible says do in righteousness. That's what you do. You know what he said. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit fornication. Thou shalt not covet. And many other things he said. Thou shalt not do. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thou love thyself. Thou shalt not hate thy brother. All these things that the Lord said do, and many, many more. And as you read the Bible, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not burn no false witness against thy neighbor. That's just the Ten Commandments, but there are other ordinances and status that we got to go by, too. You know what I'm talking about? The Bible said that if a man asks you for your coat, give me your coat. If he asks you to go a mile, go two miles. In other words, he said if we don't be different than the world, then who are we? If we're going to act like the world acts, then, then, then what have we offered God? And what difference is, is it in us than if we do like the world do? The world lend to who folks to lend back to them. But we got to do different. The Bible says the world so parties and folks are so parties to them. But the Bible says we got to do different. We got to so parties to people who, who can't pay us back. Next time you have a party, the Bible says, call the blind and the lame and the mute and the dumb, those in the wheelchair, that those ain't got no job, those in handicapped. They can't pay you back. They ain't got no money to pay you back. Then you're going to get blessed by God. You got all them folks that that party, half of them don't like you no way. Half of them done talked about you, and then half of them didn't bring nothing when they come, because you know they ain't going to bring nothing. And here you ain't got a party for the hypocrites, folks that don't like you no way, and only reason they, the only reason they came because you were good to them, and they came back to be good to you. You think folks are good, and we got all these folks hanging around you for who you think that is good, and the only reason they're good is because you're good to them. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But you need to hang around folks that got goodness in them. See, good folks, when it comes push and shove, and you get down and out, and you can't be good to them no more, they'll leave you. They'll leave you hanging. They'll leave you standing right where you at. They got goodness in them. They'll be there with you, stick and thin. They'll be there to the end. If they can't help you, they'll go find somebody who can help you. That's what folks that got goodness in them. I want to have them hang around folks that got the goodness of God in them. I'm tired of hanging around these folks uh, uh, that, that, that they good ain't no good. Excuse me? Them kind of folks that ain't no good, you think they're some good. And then as soon as you need their help, they can't help you. They ain't no good. And they didn't just get that way. They've been that way. You just didn't know it because you was helping them all the time. As long as you paid their bills, as uh, long as you gave them gas put in their car, as long as you brought them groceries, as long as you paid when you went out to eat, as long as you paid for the meal, oh, how good they were. Oh, you was an angel to them. And then just assume that you get laid off or, or lose your job or maybe you can't take them out and feed them no more. Now they're talking about you. And now, now they're taking somebody else to lunch. Forgot all about you took them to lunch when they were down and out. Now they're taking somebody else to lunch. Uh, now that that goodness, see, ain't no no goodness in them. They just had good, G O O O D. They didn't have the G O O D N E S S, the goodness of God. Cause the goodness of God will make you go a, a long way. It'll make you, oh my God, it, it'll make you cross the river with somebody. Do you hear what I'm saying? So watch the people you hanging around. See if they got the goodness of God or just the good of God, huh? So how many want to walk in God's goodness this evening? That's what I come out and talk about. God should tell my people I want them to never walk in my goodness. But in order for them to walk in my goodness, they got to do the right thing. You got to cross your teeth and dot your eyes. You hear what I'm saying? Now, Psalm 27, 13 says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Look at that. Look what Psalm says. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God wants you to look on his goodness. 
Well, everywhere you look, there ain't nothing but God good his favor. Oh, his favor in the in a, He said, I give you a favor in the sight of God and man. How many want God, favor in God's sight? God want to give you favor in his sight. I mean favor. Oh, wow, wow, the favor of God. He said, I give you favor in the sight of God. Yeah, a lot of people got favor in God, but they ain't got no favor in man. And walking around talking about, well, man can't do nothing for me. I ain't studying man. Man this and man that. And they're talking about man. Do you not know God's going to use man to bless you? Don't you know the scripture said you'll find favor in the sight of God and man? Now, how are you going to find favor in the sight of man? You don't like man. You're talking about man, putting man down. Just because you had a bad ordeal with men. We all had bad ordeal with men. We had all bad ordeal with women. But there ain't no reason for us to judge nobody, put nobody down. Just because you had a bad relationship with one man, just because you had a bad relationship with one man, don't make all men bad. Just because you had a bad relationship with one woman, don't make all women bad. And now you're around talking about all men, talking about all men are dogs. Well, I have served you see, but I'm not no dog. I ain't got no tail like no dog. I ain't barking like no dog. I'm a man of God. And there's some more men of God out there. And if you act right and carry yourself right, God will give you that man. But you can't sit around and talk about a man and think God going to give you a good man and on top of that, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get over that hurt. You gotta get over, over that, that, that setback. You gotta get over that part of your life where you run up against a man and he did you wrong. Thank God you lived the experience so that now you can, you know, don't give up on men and and, and live a quiet and a solitude life just because one man did you wrong. If I'd have gave up on women, I wouldn't even have a good woman today that I've been married for two years. I got hurt by a lot of women before I got this woman, but I didn't give up because I knew. I knew there were no women. Well, I, I, I remember the song that Michael Jackson saying, one bad apple don't spoil a whole bunch, girl. Hey, they more apples in the barrel. Do you hear what I say? You, you can let that apple spoil all your apples you want to. There are more apples in the barrel. Nahum 7, 1 and 7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. We're talking about the goodness of the Lord. Now, listen, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the days of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. See, now listen, God knows. God knows that you take refuge in him. He knows. God knows whether or not. He knows He knows whether or not that you trust in him or not. He knows whether or not that you put your trust in him or whether you got your trust in man. And for that reason, he's going to bless those that got refuge. That means you're trusted in him. Your refuge is it, 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 to go to someone for for the sky, for them to help you, to be there for you. And he said, God knows those who have refuge, take refuge. Let God be your habitation. Uh, let God be your covering. God knows those, it says, who have take refuge in him. Then it says in Galatians 5 and 22, and it's talking about, listen, it said the fruits of the spirit, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is there is no law. Listen, these spirit is God's attributes. The fruits of the spirit is God's attributes. This is what God is made up of. God is made up of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. Uh-huh, you didn't know that this. You thought it was just words that were sold out to know. This is the attribute. This is the nature. This is the characteristic of the spirit. And that's why it said his love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. Said against such. There is no law. If, against such, there is no law. Do you hear what I'm saying? Against such, there is no law. Ain't no law there is against this, this here, what the fruits of the Spirit are. They're the greatest thing ever happening. 
and this is the attribute of God. So if you got these in, in you, if you got these in here in you, you're going to prosper. You're going to be overcome by the power of the Almighty God. And I tell you, don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let the left devil steal your job. Don't let him make you think that. Don't let him make you think that you don't been defeated. You're not going to come out of what you're going through. Because you are. But greater he that is in you than he that is in the world. Psalm 23 and 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely. Hear me? He didn't say it might follow you. He said, surely it will follow you. This is God's goodness. That's why I said that the goodness of God is running out. That's what this writer said. Psalm 23 3 is saying that God's goodness will run out to you. It'll run you down. Surely goodness and mercy. God's goodness and his mercy will run out to you. Oh, my God, it'll catch you. It'll knock you down. It'll bless you going out and bless you coming in. It'll bless you in your uprising and bless you in your downsetting. All you put your hand to the do, God's goodness will be right. Ain't that something? Every time you turn around, God just blessing you over and over again. Unexpected blessings coming your way. Unexpected blessings coming your way. Unexpected blessings. Unexpected blessings coming your way. Unexpected. How, how, how many would like unexpected blessings to come your way? When you go, go in the store, they go $100 land up on the shelf. Go $100 land up on the shelf. $100 in the house. $100 in the house. We can hear you, Apostle. Are you away from me? Yeah. You hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. I'm sorry, okay. We're talking again about the sure that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of our life. Okay, Romans 8 and 28 say, we know. That for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Look what the writer said. He said, for we know. That means Paul is saying that there ain't no ill but for maybe. We know that for those who love God, it's going to work out in your favor. You ought to be encouraged by that right now. See, I learned down through the years of serving God these 40 some years, 40 some years, I learned that sometimes it don't look like it's going to work out. And God allowed it to be that way in order to build up your faith. It looks like it ain't going to work out. But I encourage you, it's going to work out. It's going to work out better than you even expect. But God is trying your faith to see what you're going to do while you're waiting on him to do it. And yes, he allow the enemy to try to make you think that it ain't going to work out, to see what your, what your response is going to be. So everybody responds different whenever they run up against situations and it look like the situation ain't going to work out. Some people get doubtful. Some people quit. Some people throw in the towel. The man that was in Samaria who told, told uh, 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 the prophet, Isaiah told the prophet, uh, 
Elijah, when Elijah told him that tomorrow, about this time, that 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 that, that bread we sold barley and wheat, wheat and bread we sold for a little bit of nothing, he told him that God put winners in heaven. That could not be. See, he doubted, but Elijah told him, "Say you will see it happen, but you won't be able to eat thereof." Be careful who you hang around with when God is telling you things. Be careful who you hang around with whenever you're going through, because those people will make you doubt. Be careful who you're telling your dreams to. Be careful who you're telling your vision to. Be, 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 be careful who you're telling what God told you, because, see, what God told you, he didn't tell them. And, see, they are doubting, and they'll become discouraged, and, and, and they'll begin looking at the circumstance, and they'll mess around and make you miss your blessings. Psalm 34 and 8, oh, take and see that, that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge to him again. Refuge, he keeps talking about letting God be your cover, be your hiding place. He said, taste and see. Isn't that something? The scripture said, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, you got to do that for your own, so you got to taste and see. You know, when you read the Bible, you're tasting God. Uh, when you're reading the Bible, you are tasting God. You remember Jesus told them in the Bible, he said, eat my bread and drink my blood. Whenever you're reading the Bible, you are drinking the blood, and, and, uh, the blood of, of Jesus, and you're eat, eating his body and drinking his blood in a spiritual way. That's why he said, taste and see that the Lord, he's been good to me. Ever since I got saved in 1979 in a prison cell, I had nothing. I did not even have a name. I'm telling you, in prison, you don't have a name. You're a number. When they call you in the morning to get up to go to breakfast or go to dinner or supper and to eat it, they don't call you Alexander Locke or Apostle Locke. They call you 77546. You got to remember your number because if you don't remember your number, they ain't going to call you again. And if you miss breakfast, they're not going to come back and get you because, see, they carry everybody down at one time and they got to watch you, uh, the prisoners, to make sure no one escape. They can't come back and get you and leave them uncovered. So if you don't make that, that trip to breakfast, you got to wait to dinner. If you don't make that dinner trip, you got to wait to supper. So you got to listen to your number. When they call your number to be come to be, uh, uh, sometimes they want you to be, uh, uh, take you out, take you to the office somewhere to, to, to maybe to a counselor so they can talk with you. Sometimes you have to meet with the counselor right there in prison and, and, and analyze you and see what your mind and asking you questions. Why do you do what you did? Are you going to do it anymore? And they have meetings like that. And you got to know your number. And when they call you, see, but God took me out of prison. He gave me, he saved me, and he gave me a name. He gave my name back as Alexander. He gave my name back as an apostle. He took me from the bottom to the top. He took me from the, from the prison to the palace. He took me from having nothing. Didn't even have a wife. Didn't even have no children. Didn't even have no grandchildren. And here I am now, 64 years old. Been serving God over forty some years, and His goodness been running after me ever since I told the Lord yes. He's been blessing me over and over again, bringing me from one stage to another. Brought me out of prison. Then He turned around and took it and blessed me to to go into a factory. Uh, here I am a felon. Here, here I am a felon. I, they weren't even supposed to hire me. They, they were laying out five hundred people at that time, and God brought they were they were they were. Laying off 500 people out the front door, and God brought me in the back door. And they hired me when they were supposed to, you know, when you have a layoff, you're supposed to hire the people back that you laid off. But here I had me never worked there before. And God had them to hire with a record. Somebody told me, you're not going to get no job because you are, you this and you that. But listen, you quit listening to people. It don't matter how bad you messed up. 
It doesn't matter what mistakes you done made. God is the one that the last say so. God can give you a job if he wants you to have a job. God can put you anywhere he wants you with, it, with a felony, with a record, well, no matter what you've done. And they hired me, and I stayed that 19 years uh, in that place, and they did not fire me and look at my record and say, well, because I told them the truth. I didn't go there and lie. I told them yet that I just come out of prison. I told them yet I have just made a mistake. I got a criminal record. And they overlooked it because God made them overlook it, and they blessed me. Then I went into the school system where you ain't supposed to go with a felony, and I worked in the school system 18 years until I retired. I want you to know, baby, God goodness will run you down. God goodness will, will put his hand over your record. God goodness will, 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 will cover the mistakes in your life. Oh, my, my, my. Romans 12 and 9, Let's, let, let love be genuine. A whore what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. See, whenever you are Christian and you're trying to get God goodness, there's requirements. There, there, are, there are requirements. You just don't get God goodness any kind of way. You, you just don't get God to love you and treat you. Yes, in Christ Jesus, he already loved all of us. But I ain't talking about that love. That love came through salvation. In salvation, God loves us all. But there's a goodness that go beyond that, that, that will bless you, that will blow your mind. Huh? And the Bible says, be genuine. Don't be a hypocrite in love. Don't tell nobody you love them if you don't love them. Don't try to fool nobody and be their friend and you know you really don't like them. Be real. Ephesians 5 and 9, for the, fruit of, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. The fruit of, the fruit of light, the fruit of light of, of God, it is found in the truth. Be truthful. Don't, don't, don't be a hypocrite. Don't pretend that you you true and you ain't true. Galatians 6 and 10. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially those who are of the house of the faith. Ain't that something? You hear what the scripture just said? It says, so then, as we have opportunity. You see, it's up to you. you it's up to you who you love and who you don't love. But it says, let us do good to everyone. Do good to everybody. Don't don't do good to some people and then mean to others. Be good to some of the family members and mean to other family members. Be good to some of the church members and then you'll be mean to other church members. It said do good to everybody. Be do good. I don't care how bad they are. Do good to love the devil out of them. I used to have a pastor say it one time. He said he wasn't cussing. He said, but love the hell out of them because they got hell in them. They got hell in them. Not, not hell, hell, but they got they allowed the devil to fill them up with, with, with evil. And he said, you can love that devilness out of them. And he said, especially those that have. You, not only are you to do good to the people out there in the world, but you are to especially do good to your brothers and sisters that is in the church. And he said, especially those of the household of faith. You got to remember that they are your brothers and sisters in the Lord, and you especially should be nice to them. Romans 11 and 22 said, Note then the kindness and the severity of God, severity toward those who have fallen, but, but God kindness to you, provide you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be we have to look, look, look at the kindness of God. Look how good he's been. You know you don't deserve what God is doing for you. You know if, if God had been true, if God had judged you according to your sin and rewarded you according to your iniquity, you would have been destroyed. But God looked beyond your fault. Oh, yes, he did. He looked beyond my fault, and he saw my need. Isn't that something? You know that God didn't judge according to our iniquity, 
You know, yet right now, to be honest, if God would have, we'd have been destroyed. Song 107, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous work to the children of man. For he satisfied the lonely soul, and the hungry soul he filled with good things. Oh, we're talking about the goodness of the Lord again. God want to fill you with good things. He want to satisfy your lonely soul. God don't want you. What kind of kind of God would he be that never answer your prayer? You're praying all these prayers. I've been praying for the last 10 or 20 years, and your prayers ain't getting out. That ain't God. God said that if you ask, it shall be given. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, the door shall be opened. He that asks it, receive it. He that seek it, find it. And he that knock, the door shall be open. If your door ain't coming open, if God ain't answering your prayer, you might be to search yourself and see what you're doing. So he said he was holding no good thing for them who walk upright. If you walk upright, God will bless it. He will blow your mind. He will open the window of heaven and bless you. He will work miracles in your life. He will heal your body. He will regulate your mind. He will restore your joy. He will pick you up from a falling position. Look what he did for me. He picked me up. The moment I gave him my life in prison until the day God had been showing me his goodness. He's been blessing me over and over and over and over again. He just blowed my mind. Oh, my God. And he keep right on blessing me over and over again. Abundant with 22 grandbabies that love me to death. Oh, my God. When they see me, they come running. Grandpa, Grandpa, because the love of God in me, I showed them. And they and they come running back with that love to hug me, to embrace me. Like, like you know, oh, oh man, they like they call Santa Claus coming. They were so happy just to see their grandpa. It's a blessing, y'all, to have 22 grandbabies that love you and got the Lord on the inside of them who love the Lord. Oh, my God, and sang the praise of the Lord. Oh, like it ain't nothing. My God, my. Wow, wow. Romans 5 and 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the goodness of the Lord. When the disciples came back from, when the disciples came back from doing the will of God, he had sent them out for 40 days to, to go out and cast out demons and heal the sick and all that. They came back bragging about, oh, how the demon was cast out and all that stuff. But you know what Jesus said to them? Don't rejoice because you cast out demons, but rejoice because you've been born again. I declare right now, whoever listens, if you've been born again, I ain't talking about you an apostle. I ain't talking about you being an evangelist or a prophet or you a healer or a discerner. That ain't what I'm talking about. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. Rejoice for the goodness of the Lord who, who sent his son to die on the cross, that we might be called sons and daughters. We've been adopted into the Harmache. We've been adopted into the royal family of God. God proudly called me his son, and I can call him my God. Ain't that something? Something. I've been adopted into the royal family of God. Oh, I am a son of God. I am a child of God. I've been bought with a prize. I'm not my own. I belong to him. You ain't your own either. You've been bought with a prize by the shedded blood of Jesus. You belong to God. You ought to be so happy about that. Quit being so sad about nothing. Quit being so despondent about nothing. Quit walking around with your head hung down about nothing. Quit letting these little old micro things steal your joy and be glad you saved. Be glad that God sanctified you from the world and fill you with his presence, with his spirit. Be glad to know that you got a ticket to heaven, that when you die, if you die right now, heaven's going to be your home. 
you're going to go and be with the Lord forever. Be grateful for that. Quit, quit, quit get losing your joy because somebody won't shake your hand. Quit losing your joy because you heard somebody talk about you. Quit losing your joy because somebody talked about your children. Quit losing your joy because your finances are low and maybe your job ain't, ain't Ain't what you want it to be. Quit letting these things take your joy. And look unto the hill will come at your help. All your help comes from the Lord. Be grateful unto the Lord and bless his name. Be glad that you're saved. Be glad that you're a Christian. Be glad that you've been born again. Oh, my, this is good to me. Lamentation 3 and 25, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seek him. Listen, you want God to be good to you? He said, the Lord is good, God goodness for them that wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like that of an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Ain't that something? When you wait on God, God rewards you for waiting. You're going to get rewarded every moment you wait. Listen, can I share something with you? A lot of Christians don't know this. The longer you wait, the more you're going to get. Uh, you're not going to just get that that you're waiting for. You're going to get more because you waited on God. You patiently waited on God. You didn't take matters in your own hand. You waited on God. Psalm 84 and 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestow favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk upright. He said he's a sun, a sun and shield. That means he's going to watch over you. It's like, like an umbrella. When the sun is hot and you put an umbrella out or when it's raining, you put an umbrella out to keep them getting wet. And you put an umbrella out when you're out on the beach so that you won't get sunburned. He's our sun and shield. He's our protector. He will also scour. He said for those who walk upright, you know what upright means. It means to do the will of God. It means not to go to church on Sunday and the club on Monday. Come on. You can't live a Christian life on Sunday and a world of life the rest of the week and expect to walk in God's good. His goodness is not going to run after you. When David said that, he said it because David was, yes, David made his mistake, but David repented quickly. Be, repent quickly. Repent quick. I don't know who I'm talking to. Some of you got sin piled up right now from last week and the week before and some from months on back. Repent quickly. Repent quickly. Repent quickly. The scripture said, repent quickly. Whenever you make a mistake, tell God to forgive you right there. Don't let a moment go by. Don't let don't let a moment go by. Don't get up, go to your closet right there. Go and tell God you're sorry right then. And that way you won't have no 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 intermission between there. You know how it is. Whenever you you let your insurance you let your insurance uh uh, uh, uh you don't pay your insurance and they cancel it and then you met around a week or a month go by and then they say it's a lap in it. And then when you get ready to go go get your tag, they make you pay a fine, two or three hundred dollar fine because you had a lapse in between your insurance your insurance from the time it wasn't paid. There was a lapse there, and that's what some of us got. Some of us got lapsed with God. Uh yeah, we got lapsed with our relationship. We okay today, and then we got a lap there about a month or two. Then we go and pay it, and we think it's okay. Listen, there's a penalty to pay. There's a penalty to pay with a lap. If you get a lap, you got to pay a penalty. But we don't think there's a penalty with God. We just think we can get right and right. We we can go back after a month, going to the club, ain't been to church in a, in a month or so, and we think we can go back and get in the choir, and it is okay with God. He 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 don't he 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 don't he don't know we did. He he's not. It doesn't bother him that we did that. Uh, are we okay? No, you're not okay. 
you're not okay. And then we think we can get back in the same place we was after we done been gone a whole month from God, from the church, from the choir, and there's a lap between us and God, and we think he's okay. No, baby, the Bible said heart or cold, Luke won't God and speak you out of his mouth. You're either going to be right or wrong. You can't play with this thing. You hear what I'm saying? Because God said, I will spew you out of my mouth. Luke 26 and 35, but love your enemy and do good. We're talking about because you want God's goodness. See, see when, when God tells you to do things the world don't tell you to do. The world tells you to hate your enemy. That's what he said. Jesus said in Matthew, he said, the world teaches you to hate your enemy. He said, but I say love your enemy and do good to those that despitefully use you. Come on now. God telling you to love your enemy and do good to them that despitefully use you. He said, but love your enemy. And do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. You will be sons of the Most High, for you are kind to the ungrateful and the evil. See, God is kind to the to the saved and the lost. He he kind to the right and the wrong. You hear what I'm saying? God is kind to the right and the wrong. So God wants you to be kind. You just can't be kind to Christians and then be mean to sinners. You can't do that. You got to you got to be nice to sinners, even when sinners ain't nice to you, and not returning evil for evil, expecting nothing in return. So they didn't pay you back. Quit talking about it. Quit spreading it all over the place. Quit trying to mess up their reputation. I lent them a hundred dollars. Well, I lent them five hundred. I lent them this, and they ain't paying me back there. Well, if you're gonna do that, you need to quit quoting the, the Lord's prayer, because the Lord's prayer said, "Forgive them for their debt." And, and, and forgive my debt as I forgive my debt to. Why do you think he told you that? God wants you to forgive those folks that owe you. Quit talking about it. Don't talk about it no more because it ain't doing nothing. Call your blessings to be hindered. Forgive your debt as you forgive your debtor. You got debt. We all got debt. So God wants you to forgive them. If they don't never pay you back, don't you lose heart. Don't you lose your love for them. Don't, don't, don't you call them a gap in the relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't you call a gap to be in a relationship where you, you don't fill out of love with them until they pay. Then when they pay you back, you're going to love them again. No, no, no. you got to love them if they don't never pay you back. you got to ask God to forgive them for not paying you back, and then you say, and then you got to love them and, and treat them right when you meet them in the church. Don't go turn a deaf ear. Don't go, oh, oh, my God, kidding them a cold shoulder because they owe you and telling everybody else. I'm talking to somebody. You don't been talking about this thing too long. You, 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 yeah, yes, you're guilty. You, you're guilty of spreading the news. You're going to mess up their reputation. Now, what if they pay you back next week? How are you going to get that reputation back when you don't scan it like their name all over the world about they didn't pay you? Now, there are people that you told don't know that they don't pay you now, and some of them you can't tell because they're in another country, in another state, in another city. So you don't got hundreds and hundreds of people know that this person didn't, didn't pay you, and now they don't pay you, and you don't mess up their reputation. Oh, my God, my God. Do you hear what I'm saying? So we got to be so careful that we don't mess up people's reputations by holding things over their heads. What First Peter two and three? If I indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, listen. If indeed, that's what the writer says. He said, if indeed, if indeed, if you know that God been good, then you need to give Him praise. You need to lift him up. You need to glorify his name. If you know that the Lord been good, he done brought you from a mighty long way. You know if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, you wouldn't be here today. You know the Lord been good. 
and then you still talking about something other that there ain't in no reference. Forget about it. Let it go. Let it go. Eighty six and five and, and five. For for you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. How many know God will forgive you? Over and over again. He'll forgive you over and over again. He's good. We're talking about his goodness this evening. That's what he told me to talk about. His goodness this evening. You need to praise him for his goodness. He is so good. Psalm 105, for the Lord is good. Look, look, look what it says. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness is to all generations. God has no respect of a person. The Lord is good, but he wants you to walk in his goodness. He wants you to walk in his goodness. Every time you turn around, goodness, blessings coming from nowhere. People just walking up, you say, the Lord told me to do this. The Lord told me to give you this. Look in the mail, and here come a check. Talking about that, they owe uh, on, on the page, and they owe you this from. I've had check come in the mail. Don't even know where they come from. Talking about that, some hand ins- insurance settlement. I don't know about no insurance settlement. Uh, something about they they charge me too much debt, or charge too much debt in a bill I had or a loan. And here go a check in the mail. God will send check to the mail. He'll give you favor. Michael six and eight. He had told you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Listen, what, look what Michael said, Michael 6 and 8. God had told you, God said this. He said, O oh man, what is good? What is good? What does the Lord require of you, but that you do justice? Be honest. Don't lie on people. Be honest. Be willing to lose rather than gain if you have to, to keep peace with your brother. Have love and be kind, humbly with God. Stay humble. No matter how God anoint you, no matter how God exalt you, no matter how God lift you up, stay humble. Stay humble in God's presence and do justice. Be honest in your dealing. You borrowed some money from somebody, you told them you're going to pay them back, pay them back. You're a Christian. The Bible said that the world, the sinners, borrow and don't pay back, but Christians do. I hope somebody heard that. Some of you owe somebody some money, and you've been on. I don't care if it's your brother or sister. I don't care if it's your mama. You hear what I'm saying? And stay out of your mama's pocketbook if she ain't gave you permission to go in there. You think it's okay for you to go get a 20 and a 100, hide her back. She don't even know the money and miss it. And you've been doing this for a long time. Quit stealing from your mama. Quit stealing from your brothers and your sister just because they're Christian, because you know they ain't going to do nothing. Quit taking advantage of their Christian attitude and stealing from them. Stealing is stealing. What is stealing, Pastor? What is stealing, Apostle? Would you tell them, Apostle, what stealing is? Stealing is taking something other that somebody did not give you. They did not give that to you. It was not yours, and, and they did not give you permission to get it. You stole it. You're talking about I borrowed it. No, you didn't borrow it. You stole it. And the Bible said, thou shall not steal. Is it okay to steal from my mama? No. Is it okay to steal from my brothers and sisters? No. Is it okay to steal from my, bro- my Christian brothers? No. It's not okay to steal. Is it not when you shoplift and you're stealing? You are a Christian. You represent God. You ain't got no business going into Walmart and these different stores stealing. You represent God. God wants to show you his goodness. That's embarrassing when you go to jail and get locked up for stealing, and you represent God. Psalm 1079, for he satisfied the longest soul, and the hungry soul he filled. Read that earlier, but it's another song saying the same thing. He satisfied the hungry soul. 
Oh, yes, he does. He satisfied the hunger so with goodness. Let's go to Jeremiah 29. Now, I love this. Let me highlight on it because we're coming back to about to the end of the list of, of, of the service. And we certainly thank everyone for this. I hope somebody has gotten something out of the goodness of the Lord. I said one thing for God to be good, but it's another thing for God to show you goodness, his goodness. You need to live so that God's goodness will run after you. God wants his goodness to run after you. God wants his goodness to run after you. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord, plans for welfare and, and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will be called, call upon me. Listen, for I know my plans I have for you, declared the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You hear me? This is God's plan. God want you blessed. God want you blessed. God want you healed. God want your mind regulated. God don't want you walking around with a confused and messed up mind. God want you healed. He want you delivered. He want you walk in abundance. He want you to walk in the overflow. He want you to walk with such blessings that make one rich and added no sorrow. He said he know his plan. See, Satan got you all messed up trying to plan yourself. It's not your plan, but it's God's plan working in you. God's plan. Let God's plan work in you. You done did it your way. You done messed up your marriage. You done messed up your job. You done messed up your children. You done messed up your finance. Now let God bless you. Do it God's way. Stop paying your tithes. One time I quit paying my tithes because my bills got so I just quit paying my tithe. And my wife told me to pay my tithe. The baby, the Lord told me to tell you to pay your tithe. And I hollered at her and raised my voice at her, and I heard her feeling. And she went in the room, you know, with tears in her eyes. And I didn't pay my tithe. I had five automobiles and a motorcycle. Do you not know that all five of my automobiles knocked off at one time? Do you not know I ain't had nothing but a motorcycle to ride to work? And I was on my way to work with a motorcycle and went inside the store before I got to work so I could get me a breakfast biscuit so I can go on to work. Got on the motorcycle, and the motorcycle wouldn't say not one word. You know what I said, God? I said, you win, Lord. I said, you win. Forgive me for not paying my tithe. And don't, don't get me wrong. I, I made a mistake a time or two. Uh, 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 not paying them on time like I should, but I made it in my mind I'm going to pay my time. And from that day to this day, I thought I have paid my time. And don't you know God has tur- picked me up and turned me around? Oh, my God. God has blessed me abundant. God has opened the windows of heaven. God has created blessings for me. Just because when you pay your time, God will create blessings. Don't worry about that bill collection. Don't worry about your credit, your credit. You, know, you better make sure your credit right with God. Don't worry about your credit with man. You're trying to keep a perfect credit. And I got to pay my bills, so my credit, I don't want to mess up my credit. If you mess up your credit with God, your credit with man going to get messed up. It's better your credit be messed up with man and not God, because God can straighten out your credit with man. So you make sure your credit with God is right. I'm talking to somebody that ain't paying your tithe, and you still wonder what's going on. God said he'll steal the hand of the devourer. Do you not know when you don't pay your tithe, the devourer will come, and the devourer will devour your body? Look, my wife started getting sick. Not only was my vehicles messing up, my wife I was getting sick, and I didn't know why she was sick. She was sick, and the doctor didn't know why she was sick. And I come to find out, here, I done brought a curse. He said, you curse with a curse. I done brought a curse in my house. 
I done put a curse on my wife because I done ain't paid my time. And here I am supposed to be covering her. And here I am won't listen to what she, uh, Lord told her to tell me to do. Let her answer. She said, God said, if you pay your tithes, all this stuff will come to naught. And I didn't listen. I was trying to do it myself and brought a curse on her. When I saw she got sick and a motorcycle met her, I realized how wrong I would. And I started paying my tithes. I'm talking to somebody, pay your tithes. And she don't think turn around. She don't God heal your body. See, see, don't he quit making? See that he still the hand of the vow. See that he don't make them children acting crazy, start acting like they're supposed to act. See, don't he set things in order? In Jesus' name, precious Father, we just thank you to see. We excited about your word and how God that you want you want to show us your goodness. You want to show us your mercy. You want to show us your grace. You want to show you abundance. And God, we pray that you would do just that. That you would open. That you would help us to walk right. You will help us to cross our teeth and dot our eyes. Help us walk so, God, that we'll be worthy of your blessing, worthy of your favor, worthy of your goodness, because you're a good God. You've been good to us. You have brought us from a long way. Look down on the radio world. Somebody might be sick. Somebody might be afflicted. Somebody might have been bothered with an incurable disease. Somebody may have been sick for long and look like the medicine that the doctor gave them ain't doing no good. I pray healing right now. I pray healing right now. Heal somebody that's been sick a long time. I don't care what the doctor said. I come against every witch and every warlock, every suit saying every dust door. I come against every sick infirmity spirit that is on your people, God, that won't let them go. Let somebody let a miracle be worked this afternoon over the radio world from the side of my voice. Let a miracle be worked. Dry that cancer up in the, in the colon. Dry that cancer up in the prostate. Dry that cancer up in the breast. Drop that cancer in the intestine. Drop that cancer, God, in the, in the blood cell, white and red. That leukemia, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, my, uh, that anemicness, God, in the name of Jesus. Dry it up. Somebody's kidney is trying to fail them. I bind it up in the name of Jesus. Take off the kidney, you shall not fail. I bind it up in the name of Jesus. Kidney, you shall not fail. I command that kidney to be healed. Put the enzyme back in that kidney and regulate that kidney right now in the name of Jesus. Heal right now. Make whole right now in the name of Jesus. Restore right now in the name of Jesus. Lift them up right now in the name of Jesus. Work out your will right now in the name of Jesus. Give somebody the victory right now, God, in the name of you. Do it, and our name shall be praised. The glory and honor shall be thine. In Jesus' name we pray. Put food on the table. Somebody may be low in finance, low in income, low in grocery, but God, you work it out. You fix it. You work it out. You'll get the glory out of it, and the glory shall be yours. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Apostle? Amen and amen. That was beautiful, Apostle Lockerby. Thank you so much. I love what you were saying, especially when you said don't do evil for evil. What does that mean in detail? Well, don't do evil. It, it means don't. Rail for rail, don't take vengeance, don't do not do evil to them because they did evil to you. Uh, uh, the Bible said take, be willing to suffer loss. The Bible said be willing to suffer loss and go ahead and, and don't take them to court. The scripture said brother taking brother, brother taking brother to court. Brother taking brother to court. The Bible said don't do that. Brother taking brother to court. Be willing to suffer the loss. Don't take them to court to sue because we're going to judge angels one day. And the Bible said if you're going to judge Andy one day, why you can't judge between this little matter between you and them? Let them have that couch. Let them have that telephone, that motorcycle, whatever you're trying to take them to court for. Let them have it. Be willing to suffer the loss because because our anointing, our, our walk with God is great. And, and for that reason, don't take matter in your own hand. Let God see. It may look like you lost, 
but you won't really lose. Let God fix it. Amen. And also, I noticed, too, Apostle, something else that you were saying, that don't let, like, the devil use you or the adversary use you. What does he mean? Can the adversary use a person? Well, yeah, you can let, you can, yes. What he does is he he presents the situation. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself putting them shoes on your feet. What he does is he throws his rock and hides his hand. And, and see, he'll have you fighting somebody. He'll have you fighting a person uh, rather than not knowing it is him. But the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places. He'll have you fighting the wrong person. You'll be fighting individuals, fighting your mom, your dad, your husband, your wife, your supervisor, or your neighbor, when it really ain't nothing but the devil who's behind it all in the first place. I hear a lot of people say sometimes that the devil hates the anointed or Christians. Is that true? Yes, he does. He does. You know, the scripture says he come to steal, kill, and destroy. He didn't mean... He comes to steal, killing the shortcut. That's what he does. He hates righteousness. He, he, he hates Christianity. He hates God. He can't get back God. He can't get back to God no way but, but to get through his people. So this is where he uses to try to get. He can't get back at God, but he's saying this is the opportunity he got to try to get back at God by getting through God's people. Wow. That is, that is really something. But we thank you so much tonight, Apostle. How could people get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with you? Yes, my phone number is 910 658 5206. 910 658 5206. My cash out is a dollar sign, Pastor Lockamy. Dollar sign, Pastor Lockamy. And uh, in Jesus' name. And if that's a dollar sign, if that's a dollar sign, Pastor Lockamy, how do you spell that last name? L O C K A M Y. L-O-C-K-A-M-Y, lock of me. Wow. For everyone listening, that's a dollar sign, Pastor Lock of me. As we said, this is a burning bush broadcast with Apostle Alexander Lock of me. You can hear him on Thursdays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Truly, we are blessed to hear the wisdom that God has given him. God bless you and your family, and do keep us in prayer. We will. Be blessed. Be blessed, too. And thank you again. Do you have any closing words or anything before we get off the air? No, no. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Bye-bye.
my midnight in today. So instead of complaining, I learned how to lift them hands, look up toward heaven, and say, thank you, Lord. Tell him, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't complain. I won't complain. I know it's time to go.